0: Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the final edition this week of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Matches, a tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. Rivers? But Rivers, your Bet, of Rivers. Sports. Oh, Bet Rivers. Bet uh, Rivers. They're <laughs> the ones who pay the bills. We've got to get that right. Bet Rivers. Uh, Sean Calvert, our senior ATP Tour handicapper, is joining me to look ahead to tomorrow's final two quarterfinals in what has been a very, very good, a very, very profitable ATP Tour 1000 event in Shanghai. Sean. How are you, my friend? You good?
1: All right, yeah. Been been better. A bit of a virus floating around in the Calvert household at the minute. I'm a bit peaky, but battling through, battling through as I always do.
0: But watching the tennis this morning, seeing Herbert Hercash, our 33-1 to pick to win the tournament at the very, very start, through to the semifinals, one match away from a monster, plus 16.50 payout on the each way that Ben Rivers offered at the start.
1: Uh, must have made you uh, feel a little bit perkier. It did, but after that first set, I had to stop watching after the first set. I don't know whether you saw the first set or any of that match, but... I did. He was... oh God, he was awful, that first set. He, I, I had to turn it off. As I said, I couldn't handle it anymore. It, it just frustrates me, Erkash. He really does. The way he played in sets two and three compared to how he played in set one, you would have thought it was Marijan that was the more experienced guy at this level. He was really poor. And he just, as I said, I said in the show yesterday, he's got to be more on the front foot you know this court does favor as i've said before the first strike tennis and he's he's just pushing it around and waiting for mistakes and you know he's got a he's got a, if he plays like he did in sets two and three in the next round against against quarter which we'll probably talk about in a minute then um then great but if he plays like he did in set one that's that's going to be a problem
0: i actually bet him after set one at plus 110 you were play. brave man like I said, don't be a moron. Put more on. You know, if, you, if you're right, you've got to go in. You've got to go in again. I did that. I, I promise you, I did. I bet him at plus
1: 110. I had the TV off and you went You went completely the other way and went to
0: back him. Yeah, I just... And you were right. I uh, just yeah. thought that he, he's got the the you know the more experience and I thought Marajang, he couldn't play that poor and marijang played exceptionally well, though, I must admit, the first three or four games. He's a good player. And I, I didn't think he'd maintain the level. So I got it right on that occasion, but many occasions I do get it wrong. But I did go in again. I always like to do that on a, on a fancy player who isn't performing very well and you can get like a plus money against an an unseeded player or a player who isn't up to, who hasn't played in that kind of situation before. I'm never one to like run away and scare. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with a bang. So it's basically, you know, excuse my language, but all or nothing is the the polite way of saying (laughs) it. Exactly. It's just the way I go. So uh, I got it right that time, but uh, I mean, many times before I've got it terribly, terribly wrong. But it was good, and it was good. Now, obviously, through he's thirty-three to one. He isn't playing tomorrow, so he's matches the two matches, two two quarterfinals tomorrow, which we're going to speak about a little bit after. That's the early hours of Friday morning. That he'll be playing his semi-final on Saturday. We do know his opponent is Sebastian Korn, our nemesis this year, Mm. uh, a player that we just can't read. Now I haven't. We're filming this literally after the Ben Shelton quarter match, which is a long, tiring match. Which I wanted it to go on longer, 7-6, it's seven six, seven six, seven six. I wanted it to go on uh, all the way. It was almost three hours. Oh, I mean, but but that I wanted it to go on for another half hour, and then it would have probably helped us. I know there's a day break between us, but where we're sitting now, we've got a thirty three to one pick on her We've got an eighty to one pick, we hundred to one pick with Umber, and. I'm just sort of looking at my calculations and this is what I think the outright market might be as we stand now. I think Herkash will be around about a plus 250 chance to win the tournament. I think Rublev will be plus 180. Obviously, he will go favourite favour if he gets through to the semi-finals. Sebastian Korda, I believe, will be around about $3. Uh, Dimitrov will be about five fifty, and I've got Umber and Jarry at 16 to 1. So we've got six players in the tournament. We have two of ours who we've picked at 33 to 1 and 80 to 1 and one of them is the market leader herbert hercash at 250 now we're not recording a podcast tomorrow but on these odds i would guess that herbert hercash will be a very 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 slight favorite against sebastian corda and corda will um it, i think it could possibly be a, a pick and match i, I don't see corda being favorite for the for the semi final now we're not going to speak about it tomorrow we haven't got a podcast tomorrow but if anyone has taken the 33 to 1 on Herbert Hercash now, what would your advice be now if those lines were what we expect? So I'm predicting that Corda would be around about minus 110 to possibly around about plus 105. That's the kind of price I would expect Corda to be for that, that match-up against Hercash.
1: I, I will probably be tempted to lay the each-way part, for sure. I, I, I'm not been impressed with Hercash for much of this tournament. Um, but there again, Corda, uh, what can you say about Corda? You almost... He was very, very close to a, to blowing a six-one lead, wasn't he, in that final set tiebreak? You could see it coming as well. As soon as he lost that first point from six-one to go six-two, you could see his brain just frazzle, and he only just got it back, only just. So he almost choked away another seemingly impossible position. So he's a very difficult one to read, quarter as well. You know, he's been when he's placed great, it, everything looks brilliant, doesn't it? It's so smooth, it's easy on the eyes, got all the shots. But then the brain kicks in sometimes, and it. He, he looks awful. Um, you know, those two, have, I've just got the head to head just on my screen here. They played quite recently. Didn't they At The At start of the year in, in Melbourne? I remember fancying quarter to win that match. He did win it in the end, but only just, just the final set tie break. Wasn't it? I think. Um, yeah. nine-seven uh, nine, in the final set tie break prior to that, her cash beat quarter on a, a sort of medium paced, quite a high bouncing hardcore in the final of Delray beach. So, the head-to-head's pretty tight. Um, I would probably be inclined to just just take the stake back by hedging quarter, so it's a sort of no-lose situation. That's my, my sort of initial early thoughts on that.
0: The other thought I think here, I think you're going to see an extremely high game line. I think you can see the 25.5, even maybe 26.5. I think it's going to be that high. I think, think so? Be, yeah, I do. I, I really do. I think, I mean, the serving stats for both of these this week, the fact that they they hardly ever break anyone, the fact they've got such a big serves and the conditions. I think we were looking at about 25 and a half total games. And I'm I and i, I would not be surprised to see 26. I, I you can't rule out it's gonna be a tie break. You know, you have to it has to be a tie
1: break in this match. I just think that games are gonna be higher. I'm just looking at their stats. They've played one two, three, seven sets against each other. Only one's been a tiebreak, and that was because it was a the final set. Um well it was a final set tiebreak in the Australian name. All the others have been six three, six three, six three, six two, six one, weirdly which you probably wouldn't expect. Um, a quarter again, he's, he's difficult to read because he doesn't, his serve fluctuates. If he's serving well, generally he's playing well, but he didn't, he didn't serve that great against Shelton today, but he broke Shelton numerous times. Although I think Shelton's energy really left him in the second set. He, he, he felt, it looked like he had nothing left, Shelton. Then he got a second win right at the end. Um, I think it is, I think it is. I think the odds show you what this match is. All the odds will show you when the lines come out of bit Rivers. It's, it's a, it's a pick it, yeah. it really okay. is. You okay. know, it might go your way. It might not. So my advice would just be just to be a little bit circumspect and just, just have a little bit of a hedge position on the each way. You know, you've got, you've got him at basically 16 to one to win that match. Haven't you?
0: Yeah.
1: At the minute. So. Don't, don't lose it. You're in a great yeah, position. Just, to, to, to just, just, just don't lose it. Something. Get, yeah, get, if it's not our, yeah. If it's not our day, it's not our day. And you haven't lost anything. That would be my advice. Hmm
0: uh and he's a pick a match i mean it is is a very very difficult to one to call but this one is saturday morning it's the semi final against corda one thing we have to talk about before we come on both matches were played indoors today um weather conditions playing a part that's
1: will be bit... tomorrow as well i think the rain's forecast yeah. for tomorrow as well
0: yeah so what, what, which what favors hercash
1: i think I, I, yeah. I think you think it favors hercash and corda to be honest i think but both i don't think either of them will mind that that's all
0: yeah, you know, I also, I also think, I always think that was a defining match today, Herc, um, the the quarter Shelton game. It had that kind of feeling about like an American clash about two up up and coming players was such a big game, such a big match. And I feel that that, that may uh, just my sort of breakdown of the match. I think to myself they might they might have a little bit of a lull after that match. I'm
1: confident. Herc- quite Herc- possible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm possible. not edging.
0: There's no way I'm. You, you
1: don't know, do you? Generally, no. I'm
0: not edging don't worry I, about it. I We've do if with... I
1: feel like it's worth it. If, if I don't feel like it's worth it then then I won't, but I think this is just a, a, a real 50-50.
0: I might hedge in play. I I if we if we go a, a set up then I might do it, but uh I just I just, I, just, I think I think this is going to be a pick of match all the way through to it gets to 6-6 six, six in the final set. That's the kind of match I expect it. I think it's going to be very very close. But I I wait for an opportunity in play myself rather than take the minus 110 because if Herkash wins the first set then I'll I'm I'm ruined the fact I've bet him. But I you know, I can understand if you've got a decent position and thirty-three to one, you've got sixteen and a half to one to win this match. I can understand why you he might hedge. My strategy is not for me. I'll wait and see how they play because I think Corden might be a little bit deflated after that match. That was such a big game. The two young, up and coming Americans going head to head. And the flakiness of the player.
1: I, I He's played a lot of tennis, Courtney, a lot yeah. more than her cash has in the last sort of two, three weeks or whatever. That's that's for sure. Maybe feeling it a little bit physically but as i say people will see it different ways won't they some people would take your kind of more bold way um other people might take my more circumspect way just to see that's how you see it. exactly
0: it's it's up to you but i think this is going to be an edgy one if you are involved uh, you might want to hedge it for me i do think you're going to get a better price in play on both players so i I believe that maybe the the in-play strategy would be my way but obviously if you want to Hedge your position. What a great position. I, mean, I think we'll guarantee money. Was we'll def- nice to be def- in a position, isn't it? What a great position. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. match away from a 16 and a half. To- and we could be three matches away from the ultimate dream final and the game bet match. You know, we're going to have sort of a, 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 a statue or a memento outside your a house. A plaque and or the, something. A plaque. Yes. A plaque's the word I was looking for, Sean. Yes. Uh, uh, Sean <laughs> Calvert, he hit the the first, the first winner and the runner up at 33 to 100 to one in uh, Beijing. That I'd have people be... knocking on
1: my door then and saying, "Well, what a about Shanghai, that one that lost... Beijing?
0: Shanghai, sorry."
1: I'd have a... I thought he met outside my house. I can say I'd have people knocking on my door saying, "What about that one that lost at you know even money or whatever?" Yeah, we just stick it at neighbor's house. We just put it outside their house. No I've, I've, I've got a neighbor who I could think I could I could do yeah, that too. Yeah. Actually, yeah,
0: we'll put it there. Anyway, uh, tomorrow here in Shanghai, not Beijing, as I said earlier, uh, we're in Shanghai. We have two quarterfinals. The early hours of Friday morning, and again, we have a financial interest in these as well. Uh, in one of these as well. So, we're going to start off with the one that we've picked. We've got Hugo Ember. Uh, we have him at a massive 100 to 1 uh, to win this tournament. Um, I think he might be an 80 to 1 on the show. Uh, I think we
1: well. only had one line, didn't we? Yeah. We only had, we didn't have hardly any prizes. And that, the odds were literally all we had because we had so little time to record it, didn't we? Because if you remember, the lines were, were kept back because Alcaraz was still playing. Yeah. And, and Sinner and Medvedev and all these guys were still playing in Beijing. So it took ages for the lines to come out. So I think the Bet Rivers, I think their opening prize was 200 to one, actually. So wow. if you've got that, and I know a few people on Twitter have actually got about, I think someone said they got 300 to one. I know. So um, yeah, you would minimum, I think 80 to one is the absolute minimum. I think a lot of people would have had a hundred to one um, and possibly even bigger as well. As I say, the opening line was 200. So, you know, huge.
0: Absolutely. And he's, he's two matches away from making the final. And we're, we're in a good position with this position as well. Not only the position on Hercash. You know, Umber was our bet. He's uh, up against Andre Rublev. Now, you would look, look at the rankings. I think Rublev, uh, number seven in the world, Umber 34. It's got to be favoured the Russian. He is the favour the Russian. He's minus 275. Umber is plus 210. The spread here is three and a half start for Umber, which does seem rather generous to me. Minus 114. Rublev giving up three and a half is minus 110. And the total here is 22 and a half. But the head-to-head is a lot, lot closer than those odds will suggest. Uh, they met five times before. Rublev does lead, though. He leads 3-2, but they met. Last week in Beijing, and umber won in a long match, uh, 7-6 in the final set. And umber also won on the grass and Halla 6-3, 7-6. So it tends to me to see the quicker it is, Humber wins, and the slower it is, obviously, Rublev has the advantage here. Now, with the roof on, with the changing conditions we've seen all week here, where do we stand on our Umber position? Are you going in confident form? Or are you thinking, you know, the fact that roofs on will probably suit Rublev? Or what's the strategy here? Well,
1: I don't think we can do anything at the prices, can we? We can't hedge. It's too, there's no, just, I don't think there's any value in that. Was Rublev 1.4 ish minus yeah, 250? I'm minus 275, yeah. Minus 270, yeah. It's not, you can't hedge on that. If you're if you if you're talking about a hedge, I would I would potentially be thinking about if Umber serves for the match or if he's. A good distance ahead, you know. Then, maybe just just to cover for the for the mental collapse, which could happen with Umber. you know, he he is, he is a little bit flaky sometimes. Um, you know, both guys are playing fabulously well at the minute. Umber, as you said, won in Beijing in slower conditions. Um, he was three point priced up as three point four four plus two forty four that day. A little bit shorter than that now, obviously considering he beat him a week or so ago. Um, Humbert took more of his chances that day. Five out of ten break points converted compared to 5 or 15 for Rublev so he didn't really take his make the best use of his opportunities there Rublev Um, just looking at the head to head away from clay um, so the the matches that they've played on indoor hard grass and outdoor hard it's still quite an advantage for Rublev in terms of the service points won and return points won totals 105 to 95 so you know Rublev should I say has had the, the advantage as far as that's concerned but you know Humbert, is, is this pick was all about backing us, a real streaky player a real aggressive player uh, a, a guy who's when he is confident he can do great things but when he's not confident like when it like at queens club he can do very little you know and it it's it was about my assumption my my hope that we're backing him at the right time and so far it's it's worked out that way because he's he's played fabulously well bits sits a pass, um beat Wolf very, very easily. He'd be very, very fresh after that. I think he had changed from an hour on the tennis court, didn't he? It was only about 55 minutes, I think, that match. Um, he should fancy it. You know, he's he's just beaten Rublev. He's not going to come in here thinking, it's Rublev. The other thing that I would think about Rublev is that he's been in this situation before numerous, well, not numerous times, but several times that, that I can recall off the top of my head where he's suddenly been in the sort of quarter semis of a Masters 1000 and been basically the favorite because the the big guys, the Nadal, the Djokovic's, the Alcarazes, or whoever have fallen or, or weren't playing. I seem to remember Miami, I think it was twenty twenty-one, he was he was in this position. I think ironically he lost lost to Hercash. Indian Wells as well, semi-final favorite to win it, lost to Fritz. And he, he did say that he he was unable to handle the pressure of being the favorite to win the tournament. Now he's in that basically that's that situation again, isn't he? More or less. Um so that I think is one thing that that Humbert will have in his favour because Humbert's not—he's got nothing to lose. Well, he's still about sixteen to one to win this tournament, isn't he? Mm, mm. Um, so pressure-wise, I think I think everything's on Rublev. If Humbert comes out and plays his absolute clean A game, plays his best tennis, there's absolutely no doubt that he can win this match. Um, Rublev's been playing great as well, but you know Humbert's not going to be worried about this. The, the other thing to take off the head-to-head is that that Rublev does win more points on second serve, 53% compared to 45%. That's still away from clay, But I think that the edge that Humbert's at is he's, he's taken more of his chances. He's taken 60% of his break point chances in those matches. Rublev's only taken 40%. So there are definite signs, positive reasons, shall I say, to be to be positive for, for Humbert in this match. He can do it, as there's absolutely no doubt at all he can do it. It's going to be difficult, but it's possible. I'll go back to
0: my strategy again on hedging. And my strategy again of being tr- overlooked. I, I, your brain is overlooking the position you have and the up- potential upside on the outright market. Mm-hmm. Now, I've bet Umbeir with uh, along with you, uh, hundred to one two minutes to. 100, I've done exactly what you've done. After, I've bet the thirty three to one Hercash as well. So we're in a great position. What I've seen this week, right, is is I've seen a player in Umbeir who is a potential. He is a top twenty player on his day. Oh he's yeah, was an, an unbelievably good serve. He struggles with confidence, and he can be really flaky. He's playing some of the best tennis of the year. And what I've seen, if I was a, a neutral to tennis, watching this tennis tournament this week, I would never differentiate from the fact that Umber is 34 in the world and uh, uh, Rublev is number five in the world. So I'm looking at his handicap here and thinking, this is, this guy's serving the best he's served all year, three and a half. Now, it's going to be very hard to break, Umber. Left, big left-handed serve coming down. In quickish conditions, and I know, know the roof's going to be on. It's not as quick as it was earlier in the week, but it's quickish condition, Rublev worked so hard for points. The pressure on Rublev—I don't mean on the three and a half again. You know, I would, I would. I just, I just can't see any way that, like, I want to be thinking about hedging or thinking about clouding my original judgment. I'm looking at. This yeah, thing. I wouldn't
1: edge here. No, I, I'm I, just I...
0: thinking that three and a half Umbear is a bet. I mean, you look at the matches they've played. I mean. Well, how many times did they play? Let me get the headset head in front of you here.
1: Five uh, in total, four four away from clay. Well,
0: One even in clay. the even in the wins that Rublev have had, I mean, Umber took a set off him in St. Petersburg. In Russia,
1: uh,
0: obviously in 2019, they first made it 6 he won by four. St. Petersburg, he never covered the hand. He lost the first set, 6 he won by two. In Halle, Umber won. In Indian Wells, he won 7-5, 6-3, It's a lot so slower barely,
1: there as well, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a lot slower. He barely covered the, the three and a half there. And then he lost in Beijing. Now he's playing the best tennis he has this year. Ruben has played an awful lot of tennis exhausted. There is no way. I'm actually looking at that plus three and a half at minus 114. I think it's a bet.
1: I mean, I haven't got an official play for today. If you want to take the official play. No, I'm not
0: not going to give the official plays. I'm just saying that. You can if you want. Don't let me. No,
1: I just go back to my point all along about hedging. And my
0: point all along about taking positions is that when we get to semifinals and quarterfinals, the first thing our... Our mind does as betters. We don't think about that guy could win it. I'm always seeing the positive. I think right. We we're, t- we're three matches away from having the dream final. Other people think, oh no, we we, we well, he's going to be difficult. We should we should if he gets a big money, it, 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 this we should head to this position. I'm not saying you J-
1: you sure, but I mean other betters who, who
0: I I look at the breakdown. You've got to think...
1: look at the match as as it is. Forget about the outright position. You got to look at it as if you didn't have a position yes. really. And once you've come to the conclusion. Based on that, and then you act accordingly. So, yeah, that's I'm, I'm looking at this match. Better. I, here I wouldn't think... hedge until Leslie was like one to ten yeah. serving for the match or something. Well, I'm like looking
0: that. at this match here and thinking the Umbe price at plus 210 and the Umbe price plus three and a half at minus 114 is much better value than betting Hercash at minus 110 to beat Corder. That one would be my theory. I think, yeah,
1: definitely won't back this Hercash one here.
0: On what Hercash is playing poorly and got to the semi finals, Umbe's playing the the best we've seen all year through the quarterfinals against the opponent. He's beaten twice, so I'm not hedging either. But I just think the Humber one here. If I if I just saw these prices, didn't have a position, I'd be betting Humbert plus three and a half. I'd be betting Humbert plus two ten, and I probably still will. The fact that I've met him to win the tournament hundred to one is is no doesn't cloud my judgment. I think these prices are wrong anyway. That's the lesser of strategy. I mean, you can do it. Everyone, everyone. Do I think own. this is
1: definitely one for in play? I think these prices. It's it's not. It's no value on ruble. I certainly wouldn't hedge at that price. There's no point. Yeah. Um. I, I, as I said, I think I would hedge if von came. It was a real tight one, and he came to serve for the match. Then I'd perhaps. I probably would hedge then, if I'm being honest. I pro- it, 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 when he's like one to eight, one to nine, one to ten, something like that, then I would perhaps give it a go, but not. Not not at these odds.
0: But we we always talk something. I mean, people laugh about and every time we talk about hedging, they put the, the joke I say about you know hedgings for guarders, which which is a, is a little bit of a joke. I do hedge some positions. I, I did hedge a position the other day. I can't remember what it was now. I think I spoke I can't remember what it was. I bet I hedged a position. Oh, it was I think of it, was, I can't remember. But I hedge but I hedge because I thought it was value. And you hmm. have to hedge a position if you think what you're getting is value. Because if you're not getting the value, you, you should be doing the opposite. So I don't think I don't think there's any value at all in Andrew Rubin if at minus 275 no. and, and that that's my theory so no, when it comes to it it's not blind thing I think of what I hedged in the other day anyway let's move on to uh, the other quarter final it's Gregor Dimitrov against Nicholas Jarry here and Gregor Dimitrov is rolling back the years with his performance here he's uh, obviously coming in after a big high beating Carlos Alcaraz the number one seed and, uh, you know, usually what happens when you have a big win like that, you 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 you, you get in a taxi picking you up from court to the air, the airport straight after. He's minus 245 against Nicholas Jarry here at plus 195. I, I like watching Jarry. I think he's an entertainer. Dimitrov, whether he can keep doing that form and going through the epics that he's done this week, I'm not so sure. The spread here is two and a half. Dimitrov minus two and a half is minus 130. Jari plus two and a half is plus 102. And the total, as usual with Jerry games, is quite high. It's 23 and a half. If you look at the head-to-head, you'll be looking at that plus 195 Jerry and saying, that's a little bit for me. They've met twice before, both on clay in Geneva this year. Jerry won in straight set, 7-6-6-1. And they also played in Barcelona in 2019 when Dimitrov was at the... Pretty much a, a lot better position than he is now. And Jerry was a languishing lower in the rankings, and uh, he won as well. Jerry there, two six six four seven six. Well, I quite like Jerry here at plus one ninety five, Sean. I, I think after the fact, that he's had that burnout and that big win against Alcaraz. Uh, I think he might think that's that's me done. But um, Jerry, very impressed with what I've seen from him this year. Plus one ninety five. I quite like that. I, th- I think
1: when I looked when we were sort of talking about this yesterday, we, we were chatting about the matches and what we're going to do and whatever. And we were talking about this match. It hadn't been priced up. And I I was thinking when this was before this was priced up, I I would have thought that Dimitrov would have been about 1.6, 1.7. I can't, I can't see where this price comes from really. Other than the fact that he's just beaten Alcaraz. Did you think if he'd have beaten someone like, I don't know, say Schwartzman, Dimitrov, or whoever in the, in the previous round, do you think he'd still be 1.4 for this match?
0: I put in the WhatsApp group. I think I put is... in the WhatsApp group. I thought the Jack Dimitrov would be a, a slight favourite, not minus two forty five. Yeah, I
1: thought one point seven ish. Yeah, I I this this has got to be because he's beaten Alcaraz, surely. I can't think of anything because I'll, I'll go through the stats. I mean, and and Dimitrov again, like Rublev, he's another one that fails to capitalise on a big win. He doesn't go on and win tournaments very often, does he? he doesn't he? Doesn't win any tournament very often, let alone a Masters one thousand. I think he won Cincinnati one year, but. I don't recall him winning any anything other than that. I think he won the he won the tour finals didn't he one year but a masters 1000 or you know obviously or a grand slam you know no it just it just doesn't happen. Um so that would immediately set my alarm bells ringing if I was thinking of backing Dimitrov in this match. The head tail, as you said 2-0 to Jerry both on clay. Um which you know you would think would favor Jerry but Dimitrov's gone well on clay as well. It's not like he can't play on clay. And from those two matches, the service points one and return points one tails, Dimitrov 96, Jarry 104. So quite a a decent advantage for Jarry. It's not like he's just served his way through it. He's won 4% more points on serve, which you would expect, Jarry, but also 4% more points on return, which you perhaps wouldn't expect on those two matches. I know he gets more time on the ball, on the clay, than he does on these hard courts. But, you know, that serve of Jarry's has been a, a key weapon. So there's nothing on the head-to-head to suggest Dimitrov should be that short. There's nothing on the, the main level outdoor hard stats for 2023 that, that suggests he should be that short either. Service points one and return points one titles. Dimitrov 104, Jarry 103. So there's nothing there either. Um, took a look at Dimitrov against big servers, that the ones I've got listed as such on my database, away from clay um, versus these big servers. Dimitrov plays a tiebreak tie tiebreaks per set. He's held serve 92% of the time, but he's only broken serve 10.6% of the time. So he's always always mostly required a a tie break or two to get past these these big serving guys. Um, I also took a look at Dimitrov's performance in this sort of price range when he's been priced up between 1.4 and 1.5, which is minus 250 and minus 200. Uh, He's actually won seven of his last nine matches, but on his career as a whole, he's only won um he's only got a fifty eight percent win rate on outdoor hard in the price range that he is now so if you'd have backed him in all of those you'd have been very much out of pocket so I don't think there's any upside on this price for for dimitrov for me uh, the tie break market is is an obvious one but it is of interest um when I looked earlier set one tie break was a plus two forty five chance of bet rivers I thought that was pretty decent actually or well, if you wanted to go even bigger Jerry seven six in set one is a a seven to one chance, and that the way of thinking on that one is that Jerry's won sixty seven percent of his tie breaks this season, compared to fifty two percent for Dimitrov. So you would think if it does go to a tie break, Jerry's also won both the tiebreaks they've contested. So that, that would be, one be one a way bet.
0: That point. could be a bet, Sean, if it, if he actually went to a tie break because the market would be making Dimitrov minus one sixty to win the tie break.
1: And yeah, and then wouldn't we have put to do, it, the do it in play. Yeah, if yeah, get, yeah. If
0: he actually got that far, then it'd be the bet.
1: Yeah, because Jerry. Obviously, has the, you know that huge serve in tie breaks, and he does tend to to produce it when he needs it, which is a, a great sort of facet to have. Um, so, in, in 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 summation, it's 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 a very very short price on Dimitrov. Yeah. I say I I'm I'm not nor Sometimes I'm wrong when I when I look at a match, I think oh it will be this price, but not I'm not normally that far out. I, this just this just feels like an Alcaraz price to me. I, I've beaten Alcaraz, so let's let's put him in at this price. Definitely come back, Dimitrov um i would definitely take either the set one tie break even even back jerry any of those things i certainly mm. wouldn't back him. Dimitrov here this these odds
0: 36 different markets available with the bet rivers head to the bet rivers website you can live stream the match as well watch it on your tablet or your mobile phone or your computer or your laptop whatever you want to watch it these are the early hours uh on friday morning so uh if you get on the website you won't have to so click through all your television channel. You can watch it. 4:30 a.m. Diego Dimitrov against Nicolas Jerry. 8 a.m. Hugo Humbert against Andre Rublev, and both underdogs. I think here represent some value. I really do. I think if you bet them both blind, I think one of them will win. That's my opinion. it could be completely wrong, but
1: you know, I hope is- they do I hope the I hope the one, I hope the, the one is Humbert. But yeah, if, if Humbert wins and then Jerry wins, I'd be very, I'd be very happy with that. I think it's a good matchup for Humbert against against Jerry as well.
0: We're 21.28 units up on the podcast this season in 2023, and hopefully we can get a couple of matches to go and we could really hit those figures up to some really silly numbers. Uh, Just one with the hedging. Remember, you're not one match away from disaster. You're three matches away from perfection use your mindset of that way think about what we can get rather than what we what we what, we're gonna, what can potentially go wrong um, and I think there's values that still there remember there's four ways to follow us on betting weekly game bet match download that podcast betting weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider subscribe to our youtube channel ring the bell uh, betting weekly studios lots of great content on there it's an international break at the moment and uh, Sean Cavill on international break next week when he's in Antwerp Again, call that break. Well, you know, <laughs> a couple of days away it'd <laughs> be nice uh, but you true. can get, you can get all the content away on YouTube. There, click on that. You'll be able to see all the content on it. Soccer and also as well the cricket World Cup. We have got some good stuff on there. Not not a, not a sport that's very popular in America, but it's growing all the time. And there's there's a real big match tomorrow. I think is India against Pakistan. I think that'll probably be on this year. I think that'd be the most biggest betting event on the whole oh, yeah. of the world this year. India most Pakistan. watched as well. I should most think. watched biggest bet. So if you're American and you want to have a bet. India, Pakistan, uh, tomorrow, I'll be on the Bet Rivers website. Head to that on the cricket and watch our show on the YouTube channel. And obviously, you can also uh, follow us on socials. You'll see Sean in Antwerp uh, next week drink, drinking some white beer, I'm guessing. Uh, a little bit of what? Blonde beer. Blonde beer. Is that, is that
1: the local? Del- they have hundreds of different beers, don't they, in, in Belgium? Stella. Stella. Well, you can get that anywhere, can't you? <laughs> I know, but you get proper Stella there. But you have a bit of Stella. I'm not a fan. I'm, it, I'm not a massive fan of Stella, to be honest. We'll, Stella. we'll, um, there's so many to choose from um you know you could you could go hog wild out there couldn't you all this nine percent beers and stuff I, I could have a problem with that but um
0: we'll, we'll see you'll be there um i I've, I've actually i went to the doctors i've my my blood sugar levels are quite high. i've got to cut back i've got so I've, I've, i mean stop On me what? just beer and you know fatty foods and all kinds of stuff so a
1: high living <laughs>
0: i I, uh, I went to the um i went to the pub yesterday and I had a non-alcoholic beer, zero Peroni zero. They're quite nice now. Years it was, ago, they it were was horrible. really nice. I They're actually quite it.
1: nice. I had a couple of them at the um, at Queen's Club on the day yeah. that on the day that you weren't there. Actually, yeah, yeah. I was going to say,
0: uh, weren't the day I was
1: there. wasn't the day you were there. No, but this, the the other day it was. It's it's quite. It's it's actually drinkable now. In the yeah. old days, it was a bit it was a bit yucky, but it's it's quite nice now.
0: But the stick I got from my friends wasn't good. No nah. <laughs> sometimes you got to do it. I know, yeah, I need, I need I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to the gym. I'm back tomorrow doing, I'm going to do 40 lengths tomorrow. I'll try to beat the 30. So I'm, I'm on a health kick now to get ready uh, for Christmas and the new year. So uh, anyway, uh, good luck, Sean. It's, it's our last visit this week. We'll be back again next week looking at, back to Europe. So probably talk to you on Sunday and hopefully, let's, let's hope we can get one of these home. And if we can get the dream final, well, that'll be incredible. Give you some uh, extra spends in Antwerp. You'll be able to get the, yeah. you'll be able to, you'll be get the, the first class ticket on the bus now.
1: Nah, let's not go mad. <laughs> listen, have
0: a great week, mate, and listen, good luck with the tennis. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And hopefully, we can catch some tickets. Umber, and we have her cash looking good. Her cash will be the tournament favorite heading into the semi-final and or, or the quarterfinals when the market comes up. Rublev goes out, then he's the tournament favorite. If Rublev wins, he's the second favorite. What a great position to be in! And remember the hedging philosophy I have. It's up to you. You know, if you want to hedge, it's entirely up to you. But for me, I think you only hedge when there's value. And I don't think there's any value here. Take care, everyone. All the best.